join the captain and his crew when things go sour as their status quo is about to be turned upside down. How will the crew handle the weight of the corporate thumb, the hard cases of dangerous trade routes, their own greed? Find out as the Southern Dom Foolery Network presents Live and Let Fly. Welcome back, everyone, in the Little Nightclub Podcast. Well, are we talking really fast today? today? Yeah, sure enough. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing great, man. How about you? Yeah. No. I'm doing pretty good. I had a little bit of 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 a Oh. <laughs> he also likes to stand in my dice tray, so hold on. Let me put him outside. Well, it is a box. He is literally so. standing in your dice tray right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that jogger. <laughs> oh, God. How are you doing, Zach? Uh, great, man. I'm solid. Yeah. Uh, you fast? Really fast good. Fast as fuck? Fast as fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? Just getting it, dude. <laughs> I've had 60 cups of coffee today. I'm, I'm vibing. Put down the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good, man. I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to kind of the next few weeks, which are hopefully going to be going to be slow at work, you know. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. How about you guys? Got any big Christmas plans? Work. Coming home yeah. for the for the week. Yeah. 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 Having, uh, yep. having a solid 10 days or so at home to see... You and other friends and Emily and and if I can manage to see uh, like make it to Hattiesburg or New Orleans even during the ten days that I'm around, I'd like to. But mm-hmm. who knows? But uh, I'll tell look, you what, looking bro. Forward to seeing friends and family. You got a sure. shitload of mail on the kitchen table right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like junk mail, like, just, and yeah. there's probably a thousand <laughs> packages, and there are plenty more packages to come, Zach. So yeah, uh, just yeah. just yeah. this yeah. is private business, man. But just just throw them in my room or in the hallway or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Can do, man. Can it's, do. It's the season of giving. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. How about you guys, Heath, John? Y'all got big uh th- big Christmas plans? I just gonna go see the folks. That's pretty much it. Mm, yeah, same. yeah. I mean that you know the usual like my for Thanksgiving and Christmas it's like I go to my mom's side and my dad's side and it's like they're each forty minutes away in different directions. So you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so I mean <clears throat> that always affords me some time to like enjoy listening to some podcasts and stuff on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. So it actually like starts me off, you know, kind of nice in a good headspace, but I'm looking forward to our break, like our two week mm-hmm. break from the school yeah. so that I can like finish Endwalker. <laughs> you know? No doubt. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a ride, but look, I'm not a very Christmassy person in general. I'm just trying to be polite. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually ready to play some Starfinder. Are you guys cool with that? Definitely. That would be the greatest gift. The greatest gift of all. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan then. So when last we left the uh, the crew of BD-514, uh, you found yourselves at King Kearney's Casbah uh, in the Armada meeting with Lord Sinjin, right? Uh, his bodyguard, Deminda, brought you into his sort of a private meeting room that he has in the back of the uh, establishment. And uh, he reached out his hand and extended it, uh, telling you his name. And uh, that's where he left off. So that's where we'll start start it back. Did he hmm? extend it to anybody in particular? Uh, I, I'm guessing that Roland would be kind of in the front, right? Right. You know, I was just Vincent is in the back behind sure. everyone. Yeah. 
I mean, before we pop up, I was just kind of curious, like, you guys' feelings as individuals going into this thing. Because, like, I don't love it. Like, Hestia just survived giving, doing the whole switcheroo, giving the resistance, all these guns, and getting away relatively safely just to... I mean, like, if in her mind, this is a Scorsese movie. She's just waiting to be, you know, garroted from behind. Like, we're uh, we're about to be murdered. It's, it's her full expectation coming into this. I, I, I understand that. I don't think that I feel that way because I feel like if he wanted to kill us, he could have before, you know, and not as much of a public, you know, he's gotten... He, there's many people that know we're going yeah. to see him now and everything like that. Yeah, it's send a great uh, statement. Don't yeah. fuck with me. Um, but also I think that like for Roland's sake, you know, he, again, he just kind of feels like he has to do this, uh, because we just keep getting pulled along to these situations, but the mention of money. And I mean, this is, this might surprise y'all, but it's like, he sees it as a potential out of edge court, yeah. you know, and like, he's willing to hear what he has to say, because if he hasn't killed us already, then he's not entirely opposed to us giving the weapons to somebody else. He just didn't get his money. He could care less yeah. about the getter and authority. He just wants the money, you know? And he he also is very well aware of, of Vincent and his issues with Lord Sinjin based on the, when we first met um, the handler for the drow. Taos. You know, so, yeah. So he's kind of... His his head's swimming with with a lot of possibilities and a lot of anxieties because he's and very maybe a uncertain. little bit of a little bit of secondhand hype relief as you walk through the cast bar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan's mentality is much the same as the captain's. Um, they are just kind of like you know, hey, we're going to get sacked if we haven't already. You know, we're about to get we we have no job. We. You know, probably you're about to have no ship. This is an opportunity, and I, you know, they're open to listen. They're they're open to converse. Um, they know that Tia's probably not going to be super into it, and that the whole Vincent thing is real. It's going to be very curious to see how that plays out. But this is just a potential job, you know. So. Hey, what's up? I can't help mm-hmm. but commend you guys' bravery and optimism. Like, we are literally meeting with a drow, like, gang leader, basically. And, and it's like, let's make this bread, son. And it's like, <laughs> no, let's let's not get dead, son. Like, that's where I'm at. But that's the thing. Like, Morgan is very much of the mentality, and, and, and y'all don't know this, but Morgan knows this this group, this individual, this person, whatever, they could have killed us a hundred times over by now. Between, you know, they knew where we were coming from, where we were going. They know our ship. They have our coat. Like, if they wanted to get rid of us, we'd have been dead. Um, so, like, Morgan's not that worried about us ending up dead from this particular meeting. Down the way, maybe, but not today. I think Roland's just curious to get some more information at the at the very least. You know, he he kind of hopes that Tarika can smooth things over for Edgecourt, but because he wants this crew to continue, he is looking for backup plans, and he's also curious to see if Lord Sinjin is going to interfere with what we've done with the Resistance. You know, like I think Roland sees that there's more to be gained from talking to this person than ignoring them. And mm-hmm. and that's why he was so concerned about Vincent is because he wants to hear what the what this guy has to say without it being colored by uh, animosity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know if if you know if Lord Sinjin offers him offers us some like really fucked up evil mm-hmm. gig. I mean, we're not going to take it. You know, we're a good party, but like. We've, we won't know until we've we hear him out. We've been working for Edgecourt, so like they're not good. Yeah. You know, so let's at least see what Lord Sinjin has to say. Yeah. You know? 
Fair enough. So you find yourself, Roland, with Lord Sinjin right in front of you, offering mm-hmm. his hand out to you to shake. So I will say that that Roland will be putting on the the body language of very confident and like, you know, polite but not friendly. You know, okay. He's, he's say, um, yes, uh, my name is Captain Roland. Roland this. yes, I am, I'm aware. Yes, you and your, your people seem to like to introduce yourselves and then tell us our names. Is this a normal custom uh, among the drow? You, you, you might say that. And of course, we have Gadric Tosker, oh, yes. Tirtia, Hestia Hylaxia, and Vincent Martell. How are you, everyone? Please, please have a seat. And he gestures around, you know, for you all to have a seat. There's plenty of seats at his table. Um, yeah, the captain kind of motions to the crew, like, let's, let's sit uh, down. G- Gadric's already sitting. He's just like He said sit So he makes a gesture To Deminda Who comes around and pours you all A glass of this rich Aposte wine um, He sits down He swishes his wine a little bit Takes a sip and, and says so Was his wine From the same bottle that Absolutely yes okay. Yes. Good, good, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so he says, So, hmm? Uh, can I go ahead as we enter the room? I would like to, as a full action, attempt empathy, which is basically a sense motive to read the emotions of a particular creature. Um, yeah, it's okay. Like your full, it's like your full on sense motive mode. Exactly. Like, it's a whole, like, state of being. Um, so, okay, tell me more about that because I don't. I'm, right, so, yeah. let's see here. At the, just FYI, the DC is twenty or ten plus its bluff modifier, whichever is higher. If you succeed, mm-hmm. you learn its general disposition and attitude towards creatures within thirty feet of it, and you gain a plus two circumstance bonus to bluff, diplomacy, intimidate, and sense motives checks against the creature for one hour. Um, you gain a how much now? Plus, plus two. two. Plus two to sense motives. Sense motives. Bluff. Intimidate. Bluffs. Diplomacy. All the charisma skills. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For one hour. Okay. So. Uh, so what what do we have to do to resolve that? It's a full action. I'm going to roll the die, and the DC is twenty or ten plus its bluff modifier, whichever is higher, which I imagine is going to be the ten plus. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay, sorry. Had a moment there. So 15 on the die plus 9 uh, is 24. 24. Okay. So uh, that is a A little short. Just enough. Yeah, no, it's it's just enough. Uh, In terms of the gauge, I mean, you get the sense that Sinjin is calm. He's collected. Uh, He doesn't have any sort of like overt hostility okay towards towards you all or anything like that and you will get a, that plus two bonus okay so his uh, attitude the, is just kind of like business calm yeah he's a, not hostile said, he is he is like sitting very relaxed in his chair but of course he would be right he's surrounded mm-hmm. by his bodyguards he's in his element you know he's relaxed in his chair he's got his glass of wine he's swishing around okay he says so you failed to deliver my weapon shipment on Voxha as ordered. Not only that, but it appears that you have handed these weapons into a resistance force. Do you care to explain yourselves? So, of course. I, I'm sorry, I will say, using telepathic message, Morgan will send kind of her... will send their kind of general gathering to the captain. Say... He seems to be amiable and does not seem hostile. Just to kind of like fill him in. Well, uh, but of course, I feel that we do owe you an explanation as you were our client and we did fail to deliver as agreed upon in our contract. 
However, there are some circumstances involved that you may or may not be aware of. I'm going to assume that you are aware, but I will tell you anyway so you can hear it from my mouth. When we arrived, the we were immediately told that we could not be there and that we needed to leave. I, in fact, tried very hard to uh, demand that we actually speak to the uh, supply officer that we were supposed to deliver these items to. But we met great resistance and we were surrounded by armed soldiers and were put in a position where we had no choice but to take these weapons to another location that was not part of our contract. So from landing, we were already in breach of what we had agreed upon. In that moment, we were faced with some decisions. What we saw on this planet was some atrocities being carried out and we were given an opportunity to put these weapons in the hands of those that are resisting the Gitteron Authority. It was a decision that I will take responsibility for as the captain of this crew. And I feel that regardless if it was part, if it went to the resistance or if it went to these two other soldiers, our contract was breached upon entry to this planet. Hmm. So, Sinjin has been sitting patiently, right, listening to to you explain this whole story, Roland. And he says, well, I have every reason to be furious. And when I get furious with someone, they usually end up breathing vacuum. But the stars have aligned in your favor. I need a crew for a very special job. And you, well, you've alienated both me and your corporate paymasters. If you hear me out, perhaps we can both come out of this ahead, what say you? Well, we did not come here just to strictly explain ourselves to you. Very well. You're all Yevgenia Jameson employees, but how much do you really know about the company, hmm? Well, <laughs> I've spent enough credits to learn quite a bit about it, and I've discovered that they've made a breakthrough in hybrid null space technology. Null space chambers aren't new, but... No one's been able to figure out how to make them bigger than a few feet across. Your friends at Edgecorp, however, led by a woman named Eline Rysora, and he cuts eyes to you real quick, Morgan, and cuts back to you, Roland, have cracked the code. They've discovered how to make a null space chamber large enough that it makes a space bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Large enough, in fact, to double the size of a starship's cargo hold. That uh, all sounds like amazing technical achievements. What does that have to do with us? Right, you don't seem that impressed, but... I just don't understand. (laughs) Very well, then, let me explain. Imagine if... Every emergency vessel carrying supplies to victims of the swarm could carry twice the medicinals. If every starship bringing settlers to a distant, uninhabited world could carry twice the spare parts and supplies. Or if a place like this station could give everyone hold up and downside twice as much room. I know the galaxy seems like a pretty big place, but I assure you, when you're paying for air, food, and water, it's really much smaller than you think. Yeah, he looks to both Vincent, has, or to not both, but Vincent, Hestia, and Morgan, and then looks back to uh, Lord Sinjin and says, yes, it seems as if, as if this universe gets smaller every day. Indeed. If the Pact Worlds had access to this technology, it would suddenly become 
twice as big. That's more elbow room for everyone. And who doesn't want that? And with the press of a remote, Sinjin summons up a holographic representation of a transport starship. Its image is slowly rotating over the table. The answer to that question, of course, is your employer. Edgecorp wants to keep this technology for itself and use it to crush the competition. They've built a prototype starship for it, called the Oliphant. It's housed on the horse-eye orbital plate near Avalon. And Sinjin thumbs his remote again, and the image of a starship is replaced by a three-dimensional holographic model of this large starship construction facility in space. No outsiders are allowed on the orbital plate, with one exception. Many corporations have starship construction projects there, and shareholders for these corporations are allowed to dock and move around freely. You aren't shareholders in Edgecorp. At least, not yet. But you do all have stock options as part of your severance packages. If you were to leave the company, before you're all fired, of course, you could redeem those options for a not inconsiderable amount of Edgecorp stock. You could then walk onto the horse-eye orbital plate and steal the Oliphant for me. And then, my friends, I could make you all rich beyond your wildest dreams. And you could do whatever you want for the rest of your lives. Well, that is quite an offer, Lord Sinton. I must ask, if we acquire this new technology that you claim that Edgecorp wants to hoard for themselves, what would you do with it? Hmm. Sell it, of course, for a fantastic sum of money. I'm sure Abadar Corp will be interested in doubling their cargo capacity, and I can rely on their sense of fair play to ensure that the technology is disseminated throughout the packed worlds. How do you plan on offloading this technology, given that it will be known as stolen? Lord Sinjin just smiles at you and looks over to Vincent, and then uh, says, well... I have my methods and my connections. Can I roll a sense motive on that look to Vincent? Sure, yeah. What are you trying to figure out? Well, do... I can't remember, but do I... I We don't really know their history. And basically, I just want to make sure that I internalize whatever that little connection was. You know okay. what I'm saying? Sure. All right, well, that's but I'm like, trying to get what, what like, uh, my question is, if you pass a sense motive, what are you trying to get from it? So why, why, why did he cut his eyes at Vincent at, at that particular time? What mm-hmm. did Vincent used to do? You know, like we know that they were. Well, I don't know if I can get that from a sense motive, but maybe I can. You know, like I, I want to notice that he made connection. I eye contact to Vincent. I tighten up my asshole puckers. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, want to hone in on that and be like, okay, what, what was that? You know, like why, why would he, why did he look at Vincent? Okay. The- I mean, you can, the thing is like what you're asking is not exactly a, something that you would glean from the sentence motive, I okay. guess. Right. I think like, you just noticed that, you know? Yeah. You just notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, uh, if, me, but if you me, if you want to roll sense motives on any anything he this. says, you, you know, determine if he's telling the truth or not, you certainly can. Uh, let me ask you this: Can I at least just get a sense of when he looked at that? Like, was that like a a positive pointed look, or was it like a negative pointed look? Was it, it was like, like a, it, what it was, was the vibe of it? It was you know? a knowing sort of look. Let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. You could and, a- you could certainly ask him about it, like you know, instead of asking me, why don't you ask Sinjin? Uh, because I'm 
not going to do that in this conversation. I'm not going to ask him <laughs> about Vincent in this conversation. But uh, so I do note it. I do note that it's a knowing one, and then I'll just roll a general sense motive to to get the sense of if he's telling us the truth or if he's hiding about, something about uh, this. About him About the mission it. that he wants. About no, just in general. Like, about this mission that he wants to put us on, right? Okay, well, like so his, what I need you to do is mm. whenever if, 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 if he gives you a response to a question, mm-hmm. you roll a sense motive to determine whether he's telling so the truth I, or lying in answering that question. This role is going to be a sense motive on the mission itself and do I feel like he's given us all the the information that he has given us? Does this seem plausible, doable? Is he telling the truth about what he's suggested to us? You know what I mean? Like what he's presented to us. Okay. All right. So that role was a uh, 19. Okay. From what you gather, it sounds like he's telling the truth. All right. So the the statement that he made about do do we think that he will actually let us go? Will he actually pay us or like if we do this thing for him, if we get this the, the plans or whatever, uh is he just going to kill us? Are we going to be a loose end? Can I roll a sense motive on that? Do I get the sense that he's actually going to follow through with his end of the bargain? Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I suppose. <laughs> mm. I, I really need you guys to, like, hone in exactly what it is that you're... Well, I think that was a I pretty mean, specific question. Okay. Like, he said that he would make our make us rich beyond yeah. our dreams and mm-hmm. that we could go off to do whatever we wanted to after we do that is, sense motive on that yes you know is that the case mm-hmm. or is this going to be like oh well now you're a part of the crew you can't get out or is this a congratulations you done it now you're dead um oh i don't know about that but even with my <laughs> plus that's only that's only a 17 it sounds it sounds like he's legit um, I'm going to ask him. So, yes, we we do get um, stock options, but does that would we get enough? Especially given our certain our current standing with the company, enough stock to be considered shareholders t- to arrive there? Absolutely, Roland. That is the uh, w- one of the benefits, I suppose, of, of Edgecorp's stock pricing options, any amount of stock that you hold would make you technically a shareholder and therefore technically allowed on the horse eye orbital plate. Pardon. That's why I need Edgecorp employees. Lord Sinjin, um, could you tell us a bit more about this device this this plan um who was it that you said created it yes uh, a callistocrat named eline risora she is the executive vice president of edgecorp she's led the development of the null space technology supposedly to help secure callistocracy cargo vessels constructed at the horse eye orbital plate but I don't think they'll actually use this technology for the Prophet's golden barges. The company stands to make much more money if they keep the secret to themselves. And you would, as you said, sell this product to others, correct? Oh, yes, of course. What am I going to do with a single ship when the technology inside of it could make me rich indeed so to be clear what you've asked us to do is go to this ship with our credentials as shareholders of Edgecorp steal this ship yes yes and, and deliver this ship to you 
Yes, of course, yes. Where, where to my associate, we... Deminda, if that would be preferable. Of course, where would this handoff occur? And how would we get home? Well, we, we will provide you a, a ride. There is there is an uninhabited asteroid not too far from the horse eye orbital plate where you will rendezvous with Deminda should you be successful in stealing the Olifant. And... We'll meet there, provide you with a ship to get back, and when we meet up again back here at Absalom Station, assuming everything goes well, I will reward you all handsomely. How handsomely? Extremely. Are we talking Brad Pitt handsomely? Oh my God. Are we talking... <laughs> John Hamm, handsomely. What level of handsome are we talking? Brad Pitt, an interview with a vampire. Oh, oh my god, god we've got to take handsome. this. <laughs> That's a, a large amount of credits. That's a lot of handsome. Um, <laughs> yes, when he was young with the long hair. It's just. Um, okay, so. Question. Would we. I, I may be thinking of somebody else. Um, are Drow, like, really into contracts? That's devils. Okay. That's yeah. That's I was de- thinking yeah. of like Embry <laughs> yeah. shit. I think. Okay. I was like, so so out of character, Zach. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm the the one bit about this that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. Is that like how we don't immediately get arrested because Edgecorp is going to know our faces and how how does the five of us go steal the ship and then not immediately get especially if we come back to Absalom Station. You know, like, are we just on the run? Is that the deal? Is that, like, what we would be putting... The situation we'd be putting ourselves into? Or is Sinjin saying that he can, like, take the bounties off of us? Or he can can deal with the... With us being wanted criminals, you know? You're saying after we steal the ship? Yeah, after we steal it. I mean, we could always, like, attempt disguises... Yeah, but I don't want to... Roland has no interest in being in disguise for the rest of his life. No, 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 no. Whilst whilst making the the steal. Right, but we're going to go there with our shares in our names. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, Edgecorp is going to know that we were there, and then the ship's going to go away. We're going to obviously be the primary suspects of of that theft, you know? If not... very clearly the ones that did it. They also don't really know what we've stolen if it's secret tech. It's their secret tech. But like how can we get arrested? Because we stole their ship. It doesn't matter what technology's on it. We stole their ship. Uh, I'm sorry. You know I, forget, I, mean? I like, keep forgetting about the whole ship part. Um... I mean, I'm, I'm into this. Is he basically just laid out the thing that Roland wants the most? Is is well, no, we don't get the ship, right? Like we got to get you the deliver ship to, the ship to Sinjin. Yeah, yeah, we deliver the ship to Sinjin. But he again, he's promising you Brad Pitt and interview the vampire money. Right. You know what so I'm we can saying? Buy, we can buy. A you can ship. buy whatever fucking yeah. ship you want with as much money. So the main thing, the main thing I'm worried about is the legality of it. You know? Oh, like, well, that's so cute. <laughs> No, like I gotta, not, I gotta not, tell I'm not you, bro. Breaking the law. You know, you find yourself in the situation where the pretense of legality has already been thrown out the window. No, I get right? what no, he's no, saying, no. though. Like, I'm not, I'm not are... worried about breaking the law. I'm worried about being held accountable to it. By You're worried Edge about Corp. the consequences of breaking the law. Well, yeah, but like it just seems like we're we're we would be doing a situation where there's no way that we don't get like immediately arrested. I mean, Edgecorp has a significant amount of resources, and I and I just want to make sure I'm not missing something in, in the explanation of his plan to where there is a possibility for us to do this without getting caught, you know? Well, that would be up to you. Like, Sinjin's not, not saying that he's, like, going to cover for you with Edgecorp, right? He's also, he's also stealing from Edgecorp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... No, he's just saying, I need Edgecorp employees to do this, right? Mm-hmm. 
and I will give you lots and lots of money if you do it for me. And then the rest of the details, that's up to you to work out, you know? Yeah. We're doing the job. He's just He's hiring he's you the for the job. Role. The details are up to you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get it. Right, hey, so... Cap- Cap- no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, <clears throat> the one way that that works, in my mind, is that as if Edge Corp, it's, if it's such a big deal that this ship is a secret, you know, that, like, if we steal it, like, they're not going to put out, you know, to the law and to the public that it was stolen because they don't want people to know they had it in the first place. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Astute observation, Heath. That's that's my assumption going in. Is like, we, you know, we're stealing from someone who kind of it, it behooves yeah. them not to go to the law. You it's know? not the law we're going to have to worry about. You know, it's Edge Corp mm-hmm. internal uh, problem solvers. Right, but that's a different thing than the stewards being on your yeah, case, yeah, you know? right, right. So. It's the Bezos bounty hunters. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. so, uh, so, so Roland will say, Lord Sinjin, I appreciate you not spacing us. I hope you can understand the circumstances that led to the failure of our contract. You have presented us with quite an opportunity, but surely you understand that I must speak with my crew before committing them to such a dangerous and potentially bad consequence uh, job. So might I have some time with my crew and return to you with our answer? Naturally, Captain. Of course, of course. I would not expect you to accept it without first consulting with your crew in private. Please, Feel free to use these chambers as long as you want. I and my bodyguards will leave, and you'll be free to go on your way when you're done discussing. However, know that if you accept before leaving this room, I will, in fact, offer you 2,500 credits up front to get you any preparations that you may need to complete the job. Each? No, 2,500 no. credits. No. No. Well, clarification is always important. Of course, of course, of course, naturally. But I will say that if you do decide to muster out of Edge Corp, you can, in fact, trade in your uh, severance packages for a decent amount of credits as well. Something to consider. In the spirit, uh, as Morgan has said, of making sure we've addressed every detail if we do if we deny this opportunity where do we stand with you then I'll hire someone else look I'm going to pay someone for this job Lord Sinjin I understand wouldn't you rather it was you yes but we've I wanted to make sure that our previous contract that there is no bad blood between us Like talking to a Don. <laughs> I mean, there's bad blood, but are you going to murder us if we say no? Like, I mean, out of character? <laughs> oh, I'm asking pretty much in character. You yeah. know, like he's, he, he led this conversation with usually people who disappoint me get spaced. And so if we say no, I'm basically asking him to do we do we actually have a choice here? You know? Captain Roland, you did cost me 5.2 million credits. However, as a favor to an old friend, I am willing to let you walk out of this negotiation unharmed. As a favor to an old... Uh, oh, alright. Yes, let us discuss... Thank you, uh, Lord Sinjin, your hospitality has been uh, quite pleasing and this wine is delicious Um, let us have a moment and we shall uh, give you our answer momentarily yes I have other appointments to attend Captain Rowan I'm sure you understand however I 
I'm sure you have Dominda's contact info now. Please relay any decisions that you make to her. And with that, we will take our leave. And so Sinjin will stand up. All of his bodyguards will, will be alert. They'll file out of the room with him. Before Sinjin leaves, though, he kind of clasps his arm or clasps his hand on uh, Vincent's shoulder and pats him and says, it's good to see you again, Vincent, and leaves. Mm, noted. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess the captain turned to the crew and, and he says, well, you you heard the proposal by this Lord Sinjin. I would hear each of your thoughts. Vincent, you have done well. Why don't you speak first? Oh, do I get a fucking cookie now? No. You there, want this one? Are there cookies? And he, uh, Gadrick no, there's pulls no one cookies. There's no, everybody stop. There's no cookies. <laughs> well, there's this one right here. It's a little bit moist, but... I did a cheat cookies. cookies. <laughs> a cheat cookie. <laughs> no. Well, I'll save it for later, then. He pops it back in his cheat. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm dubious. You can see how this looks. Here he is. Right while we're all over a barrel. And he's just coming in with a lucrative opportunity. It feels too good to be true. Vincent, I must say, I'm... Uh, I'm a bit perplexed by your relationship with this Lord Sinjin. He seems to be very amiable to you. And yet you harbor such a, a, a level of disdain that it nearly burst out of your surface. What... What is... What's the deal, man? (laughs) (laughs) Look, maybe if you took a walk in my shoes, deal with what I had to do, come close to death as many times as I did with him, maybe you'd want to get out. Maybe you would want to live and have an honest living. Maybe... That's all I need to tell ya. And the rest is none of your business. All right, Vincent. Uh, uh, what about you, Morgan? What were your thoughts on this? Morgan stands up and walks over to Vincent's chair and is facing away from the rest of the crew. And they put a hand on Vincent's shoulder and squeeze kind of lightly and then they walk back to the to the opposite side of the room and like y'all see a completely different posture in Morgan like they're normally kind of like a little bit slouchy kind of very um, flouncy like they, they move with a lot of bouncy motion But right now, Morgan is just very poised, shoulders back. Their back is to you all, and they kind of clasp their hands behind their back and just stand there for a moment, silently. And if you're looking close enough, you can see Morgan's hands are trembling. And they just say... I want to do this job for so many reasons. I know that you have your reasons against it, Vincent. I understand more than you probably know wanting to get out from under someone. Get out from under an organization that you don't want to be a part of. But this is an opportunity we cannot pass up. And they would turn around and look at you all and their eyes are just glistening with this kind of fever. An opportunity to get back at the company 
in such a massive way. An opportunity to share something that they plan to keep secret from the rest of the universe. To give it to others. To take it from them. This is a grand opportunity and I don't think we can pass it up. I don't think... I don't think that we can let this go. This... It's like Arche has placed perfect path for us to follow to get out of the company. Maybe it's one evil for another, but I, I'm on board. Well, thank you for that, Morgan. Um, am I the only one in this crew? That is not embroiled in the deep layers of of spider web that this is. Who are you people? No. Well, I'm here. <laughs> Gadrick, <laughs> you've been <laughs> in this company for a long time. We spoke just about a day or two ago yeah. about a potential opportunity. It almost seems as if fate has put this directly in front of us. I find myself becoming more and more open to the ideas of the strands of destiny but you you are the most sensible one in this party what is your take on Lord Sinjin's offer well I personally don't much care for the idea of thieving but you know given our situation I, I mean I don't much care for it, but yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards saying we ought to do it. I mean, you know, you I mean, we're talking about... It is Brad Pitt-level handsomeness. It is Brad Pitt. <laughs> From Interview with a Vampire level. Specifically, mm-hmm. yes. Hotness. I have so, seen that movie. It's really I mean, good. That's equitable like to swamp money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are, there, there are a lot of very attractive men in that movie, but I think Brad Pitt takes the cake. At least for me, he's mostly my... He's the most of my type. Fully agree. Anyways, we're getting off Sorry. subject here. But, back to the point. You were talking about trying to start your own cruise, trying to, to have your own ship. I mean, and this is risky, but... I mean, it did happen to just kind of line up. What's what are other options? We don't do this. What we we get fired. Right. We uh we don't don't get any money from the the stock options. Which I want to check the uh, I want to check the handbook because I didn't realize that was a thing I had. Uh, Worked branch. <laughs> uh, and that sounds well, kind of read neat, the manual. But it well. Uh, HR is intentionally very vague. They don't very want you dense. to know. Yeah. Right. Um. But I, I do want to double check, make sure we do actually have those. And he was right in saying that that if uh, that if we leave, we get a severance and, and we can we can cash those in. That'd be a, a nice little little injection of money. But really, we don't have much of a choice because exactly. it's either this or we go back to Absalom or wherever and just try and find work. We're back to where you guys were before putting in with Edgecourt. And I'm I'm back to, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. All right. What about you, Hestia? Mm, it is a very interesting situation we find ourselves in. While I am not much like Gadrick particularly clean or keen on smuggling again I mean on smuggling saved it she says out loud <laughs> yes saved it yeah. <laughs> um, I am inclined to think old friend or not and she looks directly at Vincent that we don't have much of a choice here. I have no reason to believe that if we reject this deal, we won't end up 
in the vacuum of space or in a black bag or something like that very shortly after. T fucking right. Vincent, you are oscillating back and forth between two very polar opposite opinions on this. I do not understand where you're coming from. First you say you don't want to do this job, and then you say we have no choice. And then you say I live a while in your shoes, and then you refuse to tell me what that mile looks like. What is your opinions on this job? Be clear and be, a, be direct, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. That's what you want to hear? Fine. I think that we are fucked either way. Is that concise enough for you? Indeed it is. SDO, would you like to continue? Oh, yeah, yes, I... If you <laughs> are done with your side conversation... Oh, you <clears> bet. Of course, yeah. Uh, she's, like, uncomfortable by the, the infighting, you know? Like, she wants us to all be hunky-dory. Um, but yeah, she's like... Uh, and yes, though, I... I share... Vincent's misgivings about how this could go poorly. However... If I operate under the assumption that we do not have a choice, well, then there's only one thing to be done, and that is to do the job, which, I will say, the benefits are nearly everything that we, we are seeking as a crew. If, if this admittedly too-good-to-be-true job goes down the way it's described, then we could work for ourselves. We could continue to work together, get a good ship, pick our own jobs, pick jobs that don't cause these internal strifes and moral quandaries. Yes, Hestia, well said. Thank you all for your input on this matter. I too find this opportunity to be a chance for us to be the crew that we want to be. However, I do disagree with the notion that we have no choice. Hestia, I would think that you of all people would know that that is never the case. Oh, well... Our choices well, might... <laughs> when, when I said don't have a choice, uh, I didn't mean literally. I mean the choice other than to accept is to die. <laughs> I do not think that this is necessarily true I I think that if we choose not to take this then we will all have to disband as a crew we will all have to find new jobs with pretty terrible resume uh, uh, at exits from this company I think it will be a struggle but we would be making the choice to do so the reason that it is important, me to, important to me to make this distinction is that if we are going to found our new crew on stealing a ship for this Lord Sinjin, we must own that this is a choice that we are making. We are not being forced to do this. And I will not have this crew go into this mission without being taking the ownership of making the choice to do so I did not allow you to come on the last mission without making that choice and I will not expect anyone else on this crew to do anything of such danger without making the choice to do so themselves unless there is something else that anybody has to say, I propose that we put this to a vote. Does anybody have anything that they would like to add to the table or the discussion? Mm. No. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. I've already I've said my piece. Morgan, Vincent... Said my pace.
I've already said my piece. So all the pieces are on the table. Let's put it to a vote. Gadrick? Yeah. Estia? We should do it. Morgan? Yes, absolutely. He takes a real hard look at the dwarf. Oh, fucking hell. Fine. And he just raises his hand. <laughs> uh, I, like, Rolo was about to say something. He says, uh, oh, all right. Um, but no, he says, Vincent. I understand that there are things about you and your past that I do not know. And I understand that these things are coloring the dynamics of our relationship. I want to first and foremost acknowledge that I have my blind spots when it comes to you and I might be expecting things that are unreasonable from a man in your position. But what I do pledge to you, Vincent, is that if you do join this crew and do it wholeheartedly, I will have your back and I will do what it takes to keep this crew safe. I am a man who has a deep... I'm sorry. I am a wolf who has a strong moral center. And I do not want us... You, Hestia, Morgan, or Gadrick, to get involved in whatever this stuff that you've been involved in in your past was. I want us all to have new lives. But we cannot do that when we continue to be at odds at every turn. For my part in that, I apologize. And in typical Vincent fashion, he's just like, oh, stop, you're going to make me all misty-eyed. I don't think you have tears, Vincent. Now you're making me blush. (laughs) I think that's just the whiskey from earlier. So you're in then, Vincent? Yeah. Fuck it. Well, let's go get us a ship. Major D, Major D, we're ready. <laughs> okay, so all that's left is to send Deminda a message uh, with your answer. Yeah, we do that. And the answer okay. is accept. Okay, so you send that to Deminda. And in a matter of seconds, 500 credits hits each of your personal accounts. Nice. Fuck Pull yes. Dope. Now, <clears throat> you collect your stuff. Finish your glasses of wine, maybe, mm-hmm. and um, head out back through the Casbah and out. Out the Casbah. And as Kasbah. you're walking, yeah, yeah we go directly to Edgecart and say, "We out, bitches!" <laughs> so before that happens, <laughs> as you all make your way to your ship, you get another ping on your personal comm oh units, and you you open it, and it is in fact a message from Edgecorp. Oh shit. All right. Uh, we have just received a transmission from Edgecorp. The subject line says, Possible contract breach and termination. Dear employees, your recent activity on Voxa has triggered an objective AI-led investigation into potential violations of your employee contracts. This investigation may result in your termination. EdgeCorp is under no obligation to share the results of this investigation with you. In addition, Company Transport BD514, or 514 as we have lovingly called it, has failed to meet expected profit goals. EdgeCorp is conducting an internal review to determine the viability of this revenue stream going forward. In the event your Company Transport is reassigned, your contracts will be voided effective immediately. Thank you for your time. And we'll see ya. Wait, so we ain't got sacked yet. Maybe. Not yeah. yet. Okay. <laughs> we gotta, like, sprint there yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our reverse pink slips. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you can't fire me, I quit. I quit. <laughs> Thank you.